So Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh yeah, Nate is the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me. Well, that's not true. Yeah, but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever. Oh, for sure. If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences. And that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or your family. Heck, you may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to DizTripsAndMore.com, fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> gorgeous, very hardworking, Disney Parks at Night loving co-host yeah. and wife, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Saturday, March 11th, 2023, and the episode is dropping on Sunday, March 12th. 2023 we're recording it on saturday even though i have the day off on sunday because we have a little something fun that we're going to be doing on sunday yeah we're going to be going we have our ap tron preview that we'll be going to uh tomorrow and we're very excited to check that out we didn't think we would get back in time to record an episode so we'll save the review of it until the coming week but um, we wanted to get this episode done and then go out and have a good time out at the Disney parks. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting, exciting getting to try something new. I, I may need drinks. <laughs> well, it's a day that ends in Y. <laughs> I'm sure we will enjoy a an adult beverage afterwards. I need one to get on. <laughs> I'm driving. Maybe before. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. We're looking forward to checking out this brand new attraction yeah. that we've been waiting for for yeah. a long time. And it time. looks amazing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, we're doing it during the day, so we're not going to experience the nighttime effect of it, but it's going to be a lot of fun just the same. 
Uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. So the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. If you want to find us there, uh, we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Yeah, we love the people that are already there. You all have some great things that you share. There's something really special coming. Ooh. I know on one of the shares, but um, but yeah. And the other thing I want to mention is I'm trying to tweak a little bit of some things with the the website. Yes, I'm you know slowly but surely trying to get a little bit more comfortable with that. So you might see some things weird because I may not know things completely, and but want to be bold and try things you'll want to flood the website to check it out as michelle goes through the changes and be sure to click on some of the sponsors there too not really you don't need to do that but do check out the website as michelle spiffs it up makes it look brand new brand shiny and new it'll be all full of michelleness like everything else we do here and you know it'll be wonderful because of that so please check that out uh, by the way, we are also on YouTube. We did not have a new video this week, but we have some more coming and you'll want to check us out there and be subscribed so you'll know whenever we have a new video. Uh, we, it, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast there, or you can just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Like I said, hit subscribe and you'll know whenever those new videos come. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, as we say every week, if there's a topic you want us to cover or a question about something that we did talk about, let us know. Yes, please let us know. We just loved hearing from you. It doesn't matter which channel we're talking about here, whether it be through the Gmail account, through the various social media mm -hmm. uh, platforms. Uh, we just love hearing from you. Also, don't forget, uh, if you've gone back and listened to last week's bracket reveal show, we do have that bracket out there. Yeah. We want to get that to you. We put out links from where you can find it. Um, we're going to need that by the end of next week back to us. And Michelle is putting together a wonderful prize package, which will be debuting very soon yeah. as well. So you'll know what the winner will receive after you take part in all this fun. Right. I, everything came in now, I think, and just need to uh, take some pictures of it. So. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, so we will be revealing that at some point this week for you, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't hesitate to get those brackets right. into us. Uh, we want them. And if you haven't received, if you haven't seen a link yet or whatever, uh, just just contact us through the social media, hit us up through Gmail, whatever, and we'll get one of those brackets to you as soon as we possibly can. Right. And remember, for our newsletter subscribers, you can do two entries. as And for the Patreon group, you can also do two entries. So if you're in, as we said last week, if you're in both of those categories, you really could send four. Wow. You have you that have many really more good shot of winning for this winning. Wonderful. Yeah prize package that Michelle Disney is putting together, package. Disney prize package that Michelle is putting together. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we like to take a look back at the week that was because there's definitely highs, there's definitely lows, but we are the show of positivity, the Disney positivity show. We That is what we focus on every week. We want to be your oasis away from the desert that is negativity out there in the world. So we like to focus on the favorite thing from the week that was with this little segment that is my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic, <laughs> all things great in the world. You're going to hear in a little bit, she has the best list. You know, she does the best research. I think you're going to hear a little bit about that next week. 
She definitely has the best tips. And she also has the best my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, I'm going to share my favorite thing. But I know that we have a listener that that definitely tops uh, my favorite thing. But I'm still very happy about this week. Uh, I had several things to choose from. Um, and I'm just going to go with um, that. You know, it's sometimes the simple pleasures in life that you got to learn to appreciate. And I got to go clothes shopping with my older sister this week, uh, my big sister. And uh, it kind of really reaffirmed to me how the move to Florida was a good thing. And um, that it's, you know, a a sweet thing that we got to do together that otherwise we wouldn't have. Right. That was very, that was very cool. I'm glad you guys had that afternoon out yeah. to kind of go out and, and get a lot of shopping done. You know, yes. just, just, just girls shopping. Just girls shopping. Yeah. <laughs> just having a good old time, chatting it up, doing some, sh- doing some clothes shopping. And that yeah. sounded like a lot of fun. Sounds like you two had a great time. We doing did that. have a yeah. great time. We did yeah. have a great time. So, but yeah. Yeah. How about you, sweetie? Uh, I have a couple of favorite things from this week. First of all, I'm, you can hear a little bit of it in my voice still, but mostly I am done with the flu. Yay. It's mostly gone. <laughs> Um, a little cough here and there, but, but uh, I'm glad to be over that. And I'm mostly glad that uh, Michelle didn't really uh, catch it from yes, me. Um, so I'm very happy about that. Also, we did have a chance to do a little date night this mm-hmm. week, which was a lot of fun. We went out to a local theater. Our first time we've been to this theater nearby. And we went and saw um, the Ant-Man and the Wasp, right. Quantum Mania, in a theater that had nobody else in it. <laughs> no, it I, awesome. I don't think it was necessarily a note on the movie. It was just, it's been out for a few weeks, and this theater was just kind of lightly used. It went, we went on a weeknight, so, um, and it was just fun that we just, it was just us in this yeah. theater. It was like we rented out the theater. I was going to say the same private. thing. Yeah, it was like we had paid to have a private theater, private yeah. viewing. Yes. So that was a lot of fun. We enjoyed the movie. It was not the best Marvel movie. It's right. not the best Ant-Man movie, I think, in my opinion. I don't right. know about yep. yours. Yeah, um, but it was fun. It was wild. It was weird. Uh, I I did enjoy myself in it, and I think it does set up a lot of interesting things to come within uh, the MCU, for sure. Right, right. You know, and I think both of us kind of knew going in not to expect that right. it was going to be a, you know, like a superb movie, but one that would be enjoyable to yeah, watch. And that's what it is. We yeah. just went in there and just enjoyed what it, it for what it was. Right, exactly. And, yeah, very much so. So as Michelle already alluded to, we did get a My Favorite Thing from this week from a couple of our listeners. And boy, is it a favorite yeah. thing. It would be one of our favorite things too. This is from Lori and George. They said, we know the best thing of the week is not a contest, but if it were, <laughs> we'd win. For sure. You'll know why when you see the picture that we included in our email. They, they sent a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I'm not going to share it because they haven't given us the right to share it, but we, you'll find out what it is as we go through this a little bit more. They went on to say, we spent a blissful six nights on the Disney magic, enjoying beautiful weather, delicious food, lots of relaxation, and the music of the special people in that photo, Sonia and Paul of Soul Duo, you know, two of our favorite Disney uh, Disney Cruise Line performers that have been on the show a few times already. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. They went on to say our cruise even had the specials Beatles tribute set, which luckily for us went extra long. The promenade lounge was rocking. <laughs> we also had the opportunity to share dinner at Palo with Sonia and Paul, which was a lovely treat that capped off a lovely cruise. 
Thanks for a great podcast and especially all your positivity, Lori and George. And yes, you win. Yeah, you win. Hands, hands down. down. You win. <laughs> uh, that is fantastic. Sonia and Paul are wonderful. I'm sure you, right. we don't need to tell you that, Lori and George. Right. And I'm sure that was an amazing time. And I'm glad that uh, you all got together and got to experience that fun. Definitely. And so happy that you shared that with us. It means a lot. And that's so great. We we are celebrating with you su- such a fun cruise. Yeah, uh, it was a great picture. Um, you all looked adorable yeah. together. Uh, that, that Palo meal was a picture of the four of them uh, at Palo. And it looked fantastic. And uh, that's great. We, we're... We're a little sad. We haven't been able to see Soul Duo on our cruises recently, but um, we have another one scheduled for 2024 and hoping that their schedule lines up right. with ours and that uh, we can be sailing with them again. Yeah. So, but uh, good for you, Lori and George. That's yeah. wonderful. And thanks again for sharing. Yes. That. Yes. Thank you so much. And always, if anybody wants to share their favorite thing from this week, we will always read it on every show. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff with you this week. I mean, we really do. There's a lot of news this week. We found out a little more about Disney Cruise Line's next private destination, including an, including an approximate time as to when you can be one of the first to visit this amazing location, maybe with Sonia and Paul from Soul Duo. <laughs> we'll let you know about that. Uh, speaking of a new exciting destination, we have more details about Disneyland Hotel's new DVC tower. They just keep flying out there, yeah. and that's very interesting. And we have the themes for all the events of this fall's Run Disney Wine and Dine Race Weekend. We'll tell you what those are. And also, D23, Destination D23 information came out. We're going to want to tell you about that as well. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. So yeah, for this week's talk it, topic, boy, as we mentioned earlier in the show, yeah, we're going to get to go out and sample Tron Light Cycle Run this week. And we know we are looking at it and we're thinking, you know, from all accounts and everything we've seen, that looks like an attraction that is better during the night yeah. than it is during the day. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to get to experience it at <laughs> night, not this time anyway. Just the where we were able to actually book this thing, as you knew, as you know, um, the, the pass holder previews were running out pretty quickly when right. we booked it, so we had to take what we could get. Plus, I had to work the next day, so we weren't going to be at the parks late at night. So we took what we got, and we're going to experience it, and we'll tell you all about it next week. But anyway, it had us all thinking about, hey, what are the best things about the Disney parks at night? What do we love? Why is Disney so much better at night? Right, Michelle? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and similarly, you know, w- when we we're talking about this topic, um, you know, personally, I was thinking of like those nighttime events that they have at Disney parks, you know, like some of them are free, like the extended evening hours uh, for deluxe and villa yeah, resort guests. Free. Yeah. Or moonlight <laughs> magic. Huh? It's not free. Those are expensive rooms, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, it's a it's a benefit for you know paying or yeah, you're not paying using extra, your points. Yeah, you, much. Yeah, yeah, you're not paying an extra. Um, you're not paying on top of that. On top right. of that, on top of your room, um, and the same thing for like Moonlight Magic for DVC members. 
Um, and they do have the paid ticket events too, like the Disney After Hours. And yes, uh, they give a different perspective from the daytime, first of all. Uh, and probably the most appreciated thing about it is that there's less park goers. So, yeah. you know, your time and opportunity to get into attractions faster is definitely there. Um, but it, but it's more like the ambiance, like those twinkling, colorful lights around the park that really make the evenings pixie dust magic, right. right? And I think also a lot of times, as you, especially as you get later and later in the evenings when you're out there and during these ticketed events and during these uh, the after hours, um, that you get lesser crowds. So it, you kind of get a view not only the the you know the the beauty of the park itself but you don't have as many people you know encumbering your view of all this true. this this nighttime beauty right you know? that's true that's true you can look around and you might not see like a massive group of people right. in a particular area that's true very true um yeah it can also be more romantic mm. you know uh it might not be as favorable to the you know little ones because maybe nighttime is a little bit more intimidating to them but you know, we're approaching this more, I think, from an adult perspective. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think what we had decided when we were chatting uh, was that I would do the eatery locations. Yeah. You can do some of the destinations, maybe where you're going to grab a bite in the evening, right. why they're special at night, maybe a little bit more nice mm-hmm. or they're a little bit more special. Uh, when you get to uh, approach them in the evening hours, once the sun's go down. Right. And we talked about doing five, right? Um, sure. <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. Of course, I did it in true Hyperion Adventures podcast way. Well, good, because so I did I, because I did not just do five. lists of five. I did not just do five. <laughs> I have two lists because I actually, even though my mindset at the beginning was looking at Walt Disney World, as I started kind of getting my thoughts, you know, doing some brainstorming on restaurants, I kept thinking of the wonderful ones that they have at Disneyland Resort. Well, you know, and I think that's what you're going to find when we go through these things, whether it be the uh, dining destinations or the attractions, is that because of the fact that the weather that Walt Disney World faces as opposed to what Disneyland Mm -hmm. faces, um, there are more attractions, more eateries that are kind of inside. And so you have to work on the ambiance in different ways. It doesn't mean that those, that, uh, you know, that some of these restaurants at Walt Disney World, some of these attractions at Walt Disney World aren't equally as good or even better, you know, in some regard. But the fact is that they may be virtually the same during the day as during the night because you are indoors. So they're not changing a lot about what you're experiencing. But because Disneyland is on the West Coast, it doesn't rain nearly as much. The weather tends to be a little bit more hospitable. You don't have the heat, the humidity. I mean, it can get a little hot, but it usually doesn't tend to be what you run into at Walt Disney World for a large portion of the year. There are a lot more things are outdoors than right, Disneyland. Right. Yeah, agreed. And I think, you know, when Walt was first coming up with the concept of Disneyland, the idea of maybe more outdoor eateries would be more appealing to people coming in to a theme park rather than thinking of going into a building for a restaurant right. experience. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, so you're going to go through some of the dining establishments that you feel 
are better in the evening than okay. they may be on during the daytime. And again, when we do these, these are our favorites. We're not saying that anything is better than anything else. So if we're, we don't list one of your favorites, uh, apologies. Um, but we'd love to hear your favorites later on. Right, so, exactly. Okay. Yeah. exactly. So so go ahead. Take it away, Michelle. Okay, so uh, let's start on the West Coast with Disneyland. Because that's where it all started, right? <laughs> sure did. Um, and again, these are five, but they're not necessarily in a ranking of, you know, five through one it's okay. just five it's not your fifth favorite versus no, your first favorite. no okay. I, I i was trying to think of that and i didn't process. rank mine either yeah and it just seemed like eh, is this one better than that one and yeah, so it's just things that i think would people would appreciate more in the evening uh, but i'll start off with um flo's v8 cafe mm. over at california adventure park um now no matter what time of day that you first arrive at flows you do really feel immersed in the town and and feeling like you're getting a chance to nourish up at the same place that all the cars did in the in radiator springs um again i can't emphasize enough how much it looks like the film but what makes this really unique is starting at dusk mm -hmm. and this is one of those rare disney parks experiences that doesn't have like a the disney clock set it's what time dusk starts. Right. And so to, to begin with, you need to find out what time is dusk at that part of the country um, and be there probably at Cars Land about 15 minutes or so before that um, because you want to be standing somewhere near Flow so you can see the show because that kind of is like a hub in, in some regards to where things happen. Um, so like th think of the, 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 the uh, excuse me, think of the film uh, and lightning has everybody involved, you know, lighting up those neon signs. And you hear that background music from the 50s. And um, that's what you get to experience here is you, you have live singers, some on roller skates, you know, and, and the town starts coming alive with lights, with those neon signs lighting up. And, uh, you know, depending on what time of year, it may be late enough when mm -hmm. that happens to catch a bite to eat or maybe not maybe right. it's a little too early and you might want to come back later but either way uh coming to flows to eat at night is pretty magical now you can get tables inside um but outdoors is where you really have that opportunity to experience the difference in the sights and the fun and um so if you're wanting to sit in the front of the restaurant outdoors that's that's great you get to see you know, more of the lights, more of the town. Kind of by where the gas pumps are. Right, yeah. where the yeah. gas, exactly. Um, but maybe you might want something either a little bit more romantic or a little bit uh, set off. And so they do have, like on the side, it's across the street, literally, from Radiator Springs Racers. And that's a pretty fabulous place. I think that's where we typically go, um, no matter what time we're eating there. Yeah. Especially as you, um, edge towards the, the rear of it farther right. along that, um, mm -hmm. that tends to be an area that people just kind of forget about. And so you can usually find a good table right. there. I mean, you might have to brush off that, like some, they have some like little flowers that fall from the trees right, or whatever there. Right, you may yeah. have to brush a few of those off the, the table there, but it's a really great spot to just, uh, sit and have some uh, decent food watch uh you know watch the racers go by yeah. and, and see the uh, the the valley around route 66 there cars land yep. itself all lit up and beautiful yeah yeah so i mean that to me is just such a magical nighttime experience mm -hmm. to eat there you know it's it's a it's a um quick service uh although 
interestingly, they do serve like on real plates and you get real silverware. They have, um, you know, cast members there that'll, you know, take your trays away with those things. But it, but at least it's, um, you know, you feel a little bit more homey and more, I don't know, I want to say upscale, but nice that you have actual, right. you know, silverware and plates. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's one of our favorite spots to to dine in Disneyland. We especially like going there for breakfast. It's one of our favorite breakfast right. spots. We get right. in there. We usually will, if we are saying rope drop, we will usually go on a few key attractions early and then stop over there and grab a bite and right. just watch the racers go by yeah, for a while. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So the next one is uh, that I have on the list is also at California Adventure Park, and that's at the Lamplight Lounge, mm. um, specifically on the outside terrace portion. Um, here, you you know the the service is is definitely fun. Um, they they have some really cool dishes and drinks and cocktails and things like that. But it's so fun to just sit there and see all the lights at Pixar. Pixar pier section of the park you know um especially the pixar pal around or people think of it as the ferris wheel the mickey wheel yeah the mickey wheel um you know that has lights that are changing colors throughout mm-hmm. the you know every you know pretty rapidly and so that's pretty cool yeah um and just a real fun place to be just it's one of my favorite spots it may be my favorite dining spot in all right, of uh, right. disneyland resort i just love the uh, I, I just love the Lamplight Lounge so much. It's just it's it's just such a great. The food is excellent. The right. drinks are spectacular, and the view is is wonderful. Yeah, so. yeah. But again, at night you really get to appreciate you know the the, the lights that come on with Pixar Pier. Yep. Exactly. Um, I do have a fun fact about the Pixar Pal Around, which is the Ferris wheel, as we said, or the Mickey wheel. It's one of only two Ferris wheels in the United States that combine a fixed and sliding gondolas. Mm-hmm. The other is, is actually the original one is the wheel, the Wonder Wheel at New York's Coney Island. Mm. And so I was thinking maybe we should challenge our pals, Frank and Jen Dillo, um, to challenge them to ride both at uh, New York and at Disneyland. I mean, we, mm. you know, maybe they've already done the one at Coney Island, which makes the Disneyland site the only one that they would still need to try. There we go. Yeah, I think they just did an episode, and part right? of their episode was like, why haven't we been to Disneyland? Exactly. <laughs> which we questioned as well. Why haven't you been to Disneyland? Um, we're putting out another challenge yeah. to get them to go to Disneyland. Right? Unfortunately, if that goes through it'd be one of those times when we're not out there like we used to be but yeah. uh, that's yeah, okay. unless, unless they plan it in january <laughs> <laughs> just just saying <laughs> just saying um but anyways the next one um that i have here from disneyland would be uh the riverbell terrace yes yeah, that's a really charming, that is table service, uh, and they have an alfresco. That's in New Orleans, New Orleans Square, by the way. Right, right. And But what's really nice here, you get to, so you have the, the Southern charm and the, the, the menu is reflective of New Orleans, but you also really get to see things that are going on in Frontierland mm-hmm. there. Um, so, um, in fact, you're right facing the the river the uh-huh. rivers of america there and you know what's and nice Island yeah. And everything, yeah yeah so i mean you might be sitting there and just be watching the mark twain riverboat go by uh now if you want to really splurge for a special um 
experience, you could consider the, a dinner and a show there. And that's with the um, premium dining package uh, where you also get to watch Fantasmic mm-hmm. taking place right in front of you. So that's kind of, I mean, they do have dining packages where you can eat at a different time and have a reserved space for um, Fantasmic. But here you actually get to stay seated at your table when right. you're eating and while I, watching and the And the show. difference is also that if you do the other dining packages, yes, you get that reserved spot, but you are sitting on the ground. Right, right. Whereas this, you actually be sitting in your chair where you were dining that night. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, now, another one is, this is a, a quick service, and it's just, um, it, it's called Tropical Hideaway, and it really kind of is a little hideaway. It's, it's over by um, the... Uh, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room and and the Jungle Cruise and the you Jungle see Cruise. The, the, yep. Yeah, you can see some of the boats come in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the ambiance or the theming of this location is kind of like an outpost for the Jungle Cruise. Um, you know, but it it's just when you walk there, it's like a jungle oasis, and um, it is it's actually a great place to typically get a faster dole whip than you would anywhere else in the park. Um, but uh, we, you know, we like to try it when we're there to get a table along the water's edge. Cause then you get to kind of, like you're saying, experience some of the, the boats going by of, of the jungle cruise. Um, but you can also get to see the very world famous cockatoo Rosito. Yes. Uh, Rosita, I mean, and she's a, uh, apparently trying out her solo show <laughs> with jokes and one-liners and, you know, telling stories. She's always entertaining, exactly. that's for sure. Exactly. Um, but come nighttime, the, they bring out the flickering torch lights, you know, and you have that waterfall there, and it really is an enchanting tropical yes. hideaway. Again, a great spot. You don't get a lot of food there. It's kind right. of more small things, mm-hmm. a lot of bao buns right. and yeah. um, some of the pineapple lumpia there and everything. But then, of course, your Dole Whip. Right. Um, but it is a, a nice little location to kind of sit back and grab a little snack, maybe a little Dole Whip and, right. and enjoy uh, Rosita's musings and the, yeah. and the jungle uh, cruise boats going by and yeah. everything. Yes. It's just fun. It's just mm. a cute little place to be. Um, and the last one that I have uh, over at the West Coast, Walt Disney, excuse me, at Disneyland Resort, is back over in California Adventure Park, and that's the World of Color, uh, especially dessert package, since I'm talking about eateries. And so you can do the dessert party there, and you get uh, special seating. They have some um, of the bar tables, so you're kind of sitting up higher. Um, but it's a great way to have, they, they have great sweets. They have some cheese and crackers. You get, you can have uh, all the soft drinks and coffee and in the wintertime having cocoa is really fun there too. Um, or you can have, you get uh, with that like two alcoholic mm-hmm. drinks uh, as well, like beer or wine. Right. Um, but that's a really fun, it obviously is. We've it's done a it. dinner it's and a show and, or, or food and a show. And it's a really great experience that you could only do at nighttime. Yeah. And again, you know, value is to everybody different. You know, some people would, you know, I, I want to see the show. I don't need to splurge on something like that to, to right. see the show. Others, I think, and we're included in that. We'd like to, you know, spend a little more um, to make sure we get this premium seating area. Plus right. we get some nice desserts and, and like the sweet and savory items there um, for you to enjoy. And, yeah. You know, a couple beverages, adult beverages is right. always uh, welcome. That's for, right. In our home, that's for sure. That's right. 
Um, I am looking forward to next time we get to go. I know they've already started some of the transformation um, over at the Pacific Wharf area into San Francisco. Yeah. And I think that at night is going to look really charming and exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to how the what they do to change it there. It looks like it's going to be fairly simple, but yet it's going to be it's going to be fun at the same time. Yeah, yeah. From what I'm, you know, reading, it is, you know, kind of a uh, immersion of multiple cultures there as well, you know, Chinese and Hispanic as well as having some American right. fare there. And so I just think it's going to be, you know, um they they'll have some things that are still there that people really like, but they're going to add some additional. I mean, it just makes sense because that whole wharf area right there was already based on San Francisco and right. the wharf area there. So, yeah. um, you know, to uh, associate, you know, our boy Baymax right. in with it, um, is, you know, it, it just totally makes it more in, interesting, I think in many ways. Right. Right. And I think for kids, it's going to be something right. that they can identify with more, than just seeing Pacific Wharf. Yeah, know? exactly. I so. completely agree with you, 100%. Right. So those are my locations at Disneyland. I don't know if you want me to continue on. Continue on. Okay. Go through your Walt Disney World locations. All right. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right. So I'll start first over at Epcot with Rose and Crown. Um, and as you've probably picked up from some of the things mentioning already, um, dining by the waterfront tends to be some of our favorite experiences. Um, and so this one's not different in, in that regards. It's great when you can sit outside at Epcot and look out at the water and the lights and the surrounding pavilions of World Showcase. Uh, makes it a pretty special evening. Um, and obviously it goes without saying, if you can land a fireworks dinner package there, that you've really scored a pretty unique experience. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's another great spot. Um, Rose and Crown's great anyway, but yeah, right there on the water, right. um, at night. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 It's one of the few places at Epcot that Scott actually likes cause it's the outdoor part of it. He's all about the outdoor <laughs> parts of these restaurants <laughs> for sure. Um, so another place, uh, over at Dis Walt Disney world over at uh, Hollywood studios is the Hollywood Brown Derby lounge. You know, it has uh, small plates really, um, in, you know, kind of interesting cocktails, trying to have a nod to old Hollywood. Um, it's a great place for people watching, uh, and the views at night are so cool. You're, you know, you're right there by, uh, the Chinese theater. Um, so it, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Another fun fact here. Oh, yay. Michelle, fun fact. <laughs> uh, the, Always the best fun fact. <laughs> the film Fun and Fancy Free um, in that film, there's actually a glimpse of the OG Brown Derby uh, in that. And uh, another fun fact is that inside the restaurant there at Disney Hollywood Studios is the tiniest hidden Mickey. Um, but that's for a discussion at another show. <laughs> Good tease. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, and just a few more here. At, uh, also at Hollywood Studios is Catalina Eddie's. Um, and this is a quick service restaurant, very simple menu, like pizza, Caesar salad. They have um, dessert offerings that they alter during different seasons. It's located uh, on, in Sunset Boulevard section of the park. Um, 
And so, again, it's similar to me. This is similar to what we experience at Disneyland when you're outdoors there. Um, and you have that backdrop of the Tower of Terror, especially when it's lit up at night. It's kind of cool vibes. Um, and it actually seems very, to me, having gone to see um, Hollywood area, Sunset Boulevard, I was surprised that it kind of looks, you know, it has those small eateries. It's not all that glitz that you would think of when you're thinking of Hollywood. So um, I think it's pretty cool in, in that authenticity of yeah. it as well. Um, the other thing is right outside from that restaurant, it, there's usually a photographer, a photo pass photographer there. Um, so you can get some cool pictures there. And I was thinking that would be a great place for a proposal to, right. you know, be, it, it would be very secret, right? You're just having something like pizza or whatever. And then you go, <laughs> go over to the photographer surprise, and then, surprise proposal. Oh. Anyways, just saying <laughs> the romantic part of me, I guess. Michelle yeah. proposal planner. <laughs> Um, now also in that same park, but in a very different part of the, of the galaxy is Ronto Roasters and Galaxy's Edge. Um, you know, sitting in Batu with grilled meats prepared over a pod racer ed engine is fun any time of day. However, at night, there's that little more edge to Galaxy's Edge, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it just feels a little bit more exotic. And I, to me, you can feel pretty immersive in a different experience than what you get during the daytime. Yeah, agreed. Um, Batu at night is, is something else for sure. And Batu in Disneyland at night, when you get the fireworks over the spires from occasionally mm -hmm. when they do launch the fireworks at Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. Um, uh, spectacular. Right. Look. And it's, it's, it's in kind of an... Not a hidden treasure completely, but it's just one of those things that maybe many people don't know is that how well you can see the fireworks there. Right. And it's a different experience um, at Disneyland when they, when they do happen over uh, Batu. Right. Well, you're not hearing the music. And I think right. that that, that kind of helps with keeping the crowds down there is that people who really want to experience it with the music as well as, you know, the, the fireworks, they, they are usually in the more standard areas of the park, whereas here... You're just seeing fireworks, but it, I think to me, that's, what's kind of cool. You're not seeing the, you're not hearing music. So it, it just seems like something going yeah, on once, out in space. Once you've seen the fireworks, I mean, uh, I can't wait to see Wondrous Journeys um, because it looks spectacular. Mm -hmm. I've heard nothing but good things about it. And so we'll want to experience that. But once you've seen it a couple of times, maybe you'll want to venture right. over to Batu and, and see what it's like from a, you know, fireworks from a different, different galaxy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so my last one in the parks at Walt Disney World that I was going to mention, actually there's two, but they're in the same pavilion at Epcot in the, the France pavilion. And that's uh, uh, Chef de France or Monsieur Paul. Um, obviously both are, you know, pretty cool, pretty romantic, um, especially Monsieur Paul. Uh, and, and that one, especially if you can get a table that's near the windows, it's kind of just a little bit, little bit more cool to have there. But um that again is, you know, when you're in that pavilion and you're hearing that music, you feel a little bit more immersed into uh, that kind of European feel. And when you can have that with a nice French meal, right? Special. Yeah. Uh, Monsieur Paul, a little bit more expensive than mm -hmm. Chef de France. Not that the Chef de France is cheap by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not that bad off. Um, but Monsieur Paul, if you don't know where that is, it's right above right. Chef de France. And right. you, you. so you get a similar view, only more elevated 
um, looking out the windows there. And uh, it is it is lovely. And it is a lovely restaurant with some wonderful, wonderful food. For right. Sure. Exactly. Um, now, I haven't experienced it. I would think that Nomad Lounge at night would probably be pretty cool mm-hmm. experience as well. But I just can't speak to that firsthand. Um, yeah, we've only been there during the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but there are two other resort eateries that, you know, they're close to the parks that I think uh, should be given like honorary, honorary mentions. Yeah. And that would be, uh, first of all, Geyser Point Bar and Grill mm-hmm. over at Wilderness Lodge, I think at night. Um, that's pretty pretty neat area to be in and especially you know one again you're by the water it's kind of a theme yep, bay lake right here, there bay yeah. lake and and that's where you can you know watch like fireworks uh, not maybe the best view of fireworks but you can see fireworks mm. uh, but you can also see the electrical um pageant mm-hmm. from there as well it's just kind of a, a really neat little hideaway there um and then trader sam's uh grog grotto at the polynesian uh, village resort is pretty pretty neat and even if you can't get into uh trader sam's the inside restaurant the tiki terrace tiki outside terrace, yes. yeah is pretty pretty neat they try and do i mean you don't get all the ambiance i mean really i mean it's not the same it's not enchanted right like going inside uh the grog grotto uh but when you do go outside and we, we've been by there many times in the evening there's usually somebody playing a little uh, a little music yeah, there, yeah. and uh, you're still getting some of the great food and some of the great cocktails that right. you would find inside, and yeah. you're getting that out, outdoor and uh, wonderful Polynesian ambiance outside as well. Yeah. Exactly. So kind of a little different feel, but similar, just different. Yeah, you feel more of the Polynesian uh, resort experience from it, but it's still, like you said, it, it's nice that there is usually live music there at night. Um they do come around, you know, they, they will come around and take mm-hmm. your orders. If you're, you know, sitting at a table, they also have a bar that you can walk up to. Um, they don't serve in glassware cause you're outside there. Um, but, but they will, if you, you know, you're getting one of the specialty drinks that, that you can also get with a uh, specialty mug, they will still, uh, let you buy the mug. Yeah, Michelle got one it. of those on our last yeah, visit. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anyways, those are the eateries that, that at both parts of the country that I think are really special in a different way at night. Very nice. Very good. Michelle's lists, Thank always you. the best <laughs> lists. No question about it. Uh, so now that we've gone through eateries, I'm going to go through some of the uh, attractions that I feel are a little bit better at night maybe than they are in the mm-hmm. daytime. All great attractions during the day, but maybe something about being there when the sun goes down, the lights are on. And the park is just a little bit different, um, kind of just brings these attractions more to life. And I also will start uh, at the Disneyland Resort because, um, you know, it was our old home. Right. Uh, now our new home, Walt Disney World Resort. But Disneyland is always still in our hearts. Uh, and I'm going to go very similar to what you started off with. And that's Radiator Springs Racers mm-hmm. at, at night. I mean, it's great attraction during the day. But at night, yeah. when Cars Land's all lit up and the valley there, you know, in and around Radiator mm-hmm. Springs is completely lit up. Um, it's it's really fun attraction. Now, you know, a good portion of it does happen inside. It is partially a thrill ride, partially a dark ride. Um, but when you get outside in the evening, you just get these spectacular views of that entire area in Carsland, and it's wonderful. Right. Some of the more, um, well, again, things that you would think in the in the film are outdoors, you know, whether you're talking the waterfall and, you know, just kind of where the racing part goes on. Right. Too. Exactly. Outdoors. Very good. I think we're going to see a, a, a 
trend here with many of these attractions that a lot of them are going to be more of your thrill type attractions because they kind of need that space to go outdoors. And right. so you're going to see them uh, both at Disneyland Resort and the Walt Disney World Resort uh, that these are um, going to be some of the ones that are better at night because they get the better views and they're right. outdoors and, you know, it's great. So and so speaking of that, uh, I'm going to go over to Pixar Pier and then talk about the Incredicoaster mm. at night. I mean, it's a great old wood, olden style wooden coaster. Um, just like Tron light cycle run, it's going to be, it's a relatively short ride. It doesn't take that long to zip through that thing, but it is a very fun, fun coaster as Michelle gives me a, um, it's short, but the, it's, it's thrilling. And the views of Pixar pier and that whole area are fantastic as you're going through there. If you can open your eyes as Michelle probably wouldn't do as she was going on it. Um, but you just get, get this great view of Pixar pier and across the way. And right. it, it is really, really nice at night. Yeah. And the sound of the wooden part of the, of the uh, roller coaster. It's a more unique experience too. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you might not get to see some of the Incredibles characters quite well right. as well in the evening uh, on this attraction, but the, the views itself and the ride is, is, is phenomenal. At right, night. Right, so it yeah. depends on what you're, you're looking to do. If you want to get the storyline that goes along with the Incredicoaster, then maybe the daytime is a little bit better. But um, if you want to really get a thrilling ride and some wonderful views, uh, the nighttime is, right. is the better way to go. Uh, sticking on Pixar Pier and kind of playing off of something Michelle already talked about, the Pixar Pal Around mm-hmm. um, is better at night um, because you get even in better views than the Incredicoaster of that whole area. I mean, it's a right. it's a large Ferris wheel. You get some spectacular yeah. views of the entire area, not just pick, uh, Pixar Pier, but all, all much of that entire side of Disney California Adventure Park while you're up right. there. Now, I will suggest... Use the stationary cars for the better view because if you're using the swinging ones, you may be holding on for most of it <laughs> yes. and not enjoying the view as much. Right. Um, but uh, if you're truly adventurous, you want to try that too. That's great. But it really is a great thing to just kind of pop up if you don't if if heights don't really freak you out too much. Mm-hmm. Um, get up there and, and check it out because you will have some spectacular views of the park from up mm-hmm. there on top of the Pixar Pal around. Right, and you get an opportunity to really experience because it's going slow. It's not like yeah. a coaster. It's going slower, and you do two. You, you two, go around twice. Two revolutions. Yeah. yeah. So, so like one, when the when I did it last time, it'd been a long time since I'd done something like that. So like. The first half of it was just okay because I have a little heights thing myself. <laughs> I'm just getting stabilized. I'm like, okay, it's cool. And then after I was got used to it all and everything, it's like the next two rounds. I was just looking around and taking it all in and enjoying it. It was fantastic. I loved it very yeah. much. Very cool. And I like the gondolas, and they're, they're kind of similar to um, what you see with the Skyliner. Mm-hmm. You know, they and they have the you know the same kind of like characters surrounding you know the yeah. skins and yeah stuff. so that does cut a little bit into your view but not that much right. where it's that's that significant you may not get the best picture off of it but you are going to get some good views of right. the, the parks itself for sure uh moving over now we can do a, an attraction that's great both on the west coast and the east coast at disneyland and at the walt disney world resort and that is a a, a, a thrill ride that is one of our favorites, both day and night, but it really comes alive at night. It's Big Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big Thunder Mountain, the wildest ride in the West, is even more wild when the sun goes down. Yes, I definitely. mean, it, you know, the, the way the lighting plays out there, um, the, the views of Magic Kingdom and Disneyland are spectacular. The lighting it plays as you're making the turns throughout it, it's just, 
it's phenomenal. It is it is one of the better rides in the evening. I I it's it's a great ride during the day, but it is awesome at night. Yeah, you you know, I mean, obviously having it, you you do have lighting so you can see what things are going on around you, but it does have more elements of suspense like what's coming ahead because mm-hmm. you can't see it that far ahead at mm-hmm. night. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. That is much more thrilling at night. Mm-hmm. Speaking of thrilling at night, now, you don't get as much time to be able to do this at night a lot of times because this park often closes a little bit earlier than others. But over at Animal Kingdom Park, Expedition Everest at night, whoa, man, <laughs> it is scary enough during the day. But man, to have that Yeti around in the evening, yeah. holy cow, uh, it is it is thrilling and fun and it, it is right. something to take in for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I could Michelle imagine. Was like, nope, I will never know. I will never know. <laughs> no need to know. But it is, it is great. <laughs> Again, agree with that. It sounds like it. Would a be. lot of these are going to be coasters because there's just something about the thrill. In the, with the you know adding right. the nighttime effect and again a lot of these attractions especially on the east coast more of them are going to be outdoors because they need that space to right. put them through yeah. another throw ride that michelle has done and she does enjoy is slinky dog dash mm-hmm. uh getting to check out andy's backyard and the toys that, that when they're all lit up at night right. uh, with like some of the lights you know they had the little like christmas lights around and yeah. everything strung around it just it, it looks really cool and it really comes to life even more when you're riding that attraction. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you don't get as caught up in so many, you know, other things going along in the park with that ride at night. You can really focus on that ride and how fun it is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, really enjoy Slinky Dog Dash. And I I think uh, it is really even better in the Mm -hmm. evening than maybe necessarily during the day. Now, there's a whole land that you have to go visit at night um, because Pandora, the world of Avatar, just takes on a, a different feel in the evening uh, than it does during the day. I mean, yeah. it's cool during the day, right. but man, at night when the bioluminescence comes yeah. out and everything is lit up, uh, it just it, you get that entire feel that carries over into both the attractions, whether it be the Navi River Journey right. or whether it be uh, Flight of Passage. Um, it just it, the whole feel of the area. Just it, 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 I, I feel like it's not necessarily an attraction; it's a land. But I feel like the 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 vibrance that you get out of it at night carries over to just enhance those two attractions even right. more. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it is very impressive looking. I, for me personally, like with the, um, with the Navi river, uh, attraction, I find doing that at nighttime, it, it's more of a, 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 a continuation from when you're in the queue. Right. Cause you really are seeing that. Whereas if you're doing that in the daytime, you can tell there are things that, you know, have some color to them, but it's not the same. And so you're, you're outdoors and you're seeing, you know, kind of a lot of regular looking trees with some little, I mean, they're, they're interesting looking, they're yeah. cool looking. It's something like that looks foreign, like right. something you've never seen anywhere. Right. Before. But then you go into the ride and that's totally different. And then right. you come out and it's right sunny again. Whereas at nighttime, it just feels like it's a continuous journey into that whole experience right but i mean getting into the navi river is kind of if you can't get there in the evening and not everybody can one you know i like i said before it's the park that closes the earliest mm-hmm. a lot of times you can't get there maybe when this the bioluminescence starts up right, you know right. whatever the case may be it's your way to kind of see that without necessarily having to be there True. at night to go through navi right. river um for sure 
But finally, I'm going to finish off with the, I said I wasn't going to rank these, uh, you know, these are one, two, five. I'm going to give you the number one <laughs> nighttime attraction in my book. It is great during the day, but man, at night, it is the best. It is the one that you have to go on in the evening. And of course, I'm talking about the TTA people mover. <laughs> yeah. It is the opposite of a lot of these attractions I talk about. It is not the thrill ride no. that you're going to get in there. But there is something about just cruising through the park park watch and you get such these leisurely wonderful views right. of magic kingdom from various different aspects through yeah. tomorrowland in through the hub the castle and everything and it is just wonderful plus the people watching and everything else it is just the best it is my favorite it, it's like a must do for me especially at night right you have to go on the people mover and experience magic kingdom park yeah, I, I agree with you on that, especially um, during the holiday season, too, because there's some, you know, obviously a, you, you get to see some of the area of um, Fantasyland, but you also like with the Speedway in the holidays now that they add some additional lit areas. So you get to see that as well. And, you know, I agree with you, the whole experience at night just feels pretty cool. Yeah. So that is our list of our dining locations and our attractions that we feel make the Disney parks even more come more alive in the evening when the sun goes down. Now, of course, there's many other reasons. I mean, we can talk about nighttime spectaculars and we have a little bit right, yeah. as we gone and how wonderful they are. Just the fact that like Main Street USA is lit and the entire right. park is lit. You know, sometimes you get uh, in or around World Showcase where the torches are burning and right. have with a feeling on that and everything as well. There were so many things that make Disney parks so nice uh, at night and, and just a different feeling than during the day. Exactly. And it's just... You know, um, it's a way to ha to go to the same park and have two different types of experience. And there are so many great reasons to go at night. For sure. For sure. And we'd love to hear, I know we've listed off a lot of things here. We'd love to hear what are your favorite aspects of going to the parks during the evening? What do you like? What are your favorite attractions? What are your favorite dining spots? What are things that we left off of our list here that make Disney parks at night your favorite time to be there? Please send them to us. Hit us up on the Gmail account. Hit us up uh, through social media and we will talk about it on an upcoming show. great greatness with Disney parks at night uh, I just love it there in the evening time it is so fantastic and there's yeah you know, there's just so much to experience it's great right it's just a different type of specialness it's just a different vibe it's a different form yeah. of magic but we have a lot of stories for you this week, so let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. And I'm going to start with, we found out a little more about Disney Cruise Line's next private destination, including an approximate time as to when you can be one of the first to visit this amazing location. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said, on Thursday, they announced that Disney Cruise Line will welcome guests to a one-of-a-kind island destination at Lighthouse Point located in the island of Eleuthera in the Bahamas for the first time during its opening season in summer of 2024. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Now, summer can mean a lot of things. It can be anywhere from <laughs> June to almost October. Um, but that's exciting that they have at least kind of a, a general idea right. of when they think it's going to be ready now. Yeah, narrowing it down. That's yeah. awesome. 
Uh, the story went on to say, created in close collaboration with local artists and advisors, the Vibrant Island Retreat at Lighthouse Point will be a unique celebration of Bahamian culture brought to life with the quality and service of a Disney vacation. When guests arrive at Lighthouse Point, they'll be greeted by distinctive sweeping architecture in bright, saturated hues, a bold style inspired by nature and created in partnership with local artists. The curvilinear buildings will be the we will at first appear as Bahamian. I want to say Bahamian all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's Bahamian shells scattered along the shoreline. Upon closer inspection, guests will discover artistic expressions of the native flora and fauna of the Bahamas throughout the destination. References to playful folklore characters will evoke the warmth and charm of the local culture. They put up a lot of the concept art on mm -hmm. this story on the Disney parks blog. You should check it out because it looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And so exciting to have another Island to be able to check out and, uh, it looks like it's going to be amazing. Yeah, fun. I, I'm excited about it. I'm like, yeah. I we need to figure out how we can get a, a summer yeah. sailing in 2024. I, we already told you we have one kind of in the late winter, early spring. Right. Uh, it's almost like it's just a little under a year from now, actually, <laughs> uh, for our next sailing. But we may have to try and figure out another one um, yeah. sometime during that time, even if it's a shorty, right. just to be able to go experience that. Uh, the story went on to say respect for the environment as at the heart is at the heart of the design. At least 90% of the destination's electricity needs will be met by an on-site solar array. The pier was designed to avoid the need for dredging and elevated walkways will help limit impact on the landscape. Glad they're looking out mm -hmm. for the environment right. when creating this. As for the island itself, families can relax and play along white sandy beaches and turquoise waters at the expansive family beach on the east side of the island, which will be centrally located near market-style dining, recreation, and other amenities. At Bahamian Art and Culture Pavilion, featuring special programs and local artists who will provide visitors to Lighthouse Point opportunities to learn and celebrate the traditions and natural beauty of the Bahamas. I love that addition yeah. that you're going to get to learn some of the local native culture. Right, I think right. that's fantastic. I think it's a great, like you said, a great addition to have uh, for their private islands. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm I'm very intrigued by what what they will mm -hmm. bring there and what uh, what that will be what will be included with that once right. they um, get that up and running. Uh, a brightly colored interactive family water play area will include two slides, water drums, fountains, and more, along with a dedicated space for toddlers. That's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, north of the family area will be an adult exclusive beach. That's where we'll probably be hanging out most of the time. <laughs> a glorious stretch of sun-drenched serenity, complete with a dedicated dining area for convenient access to food and drinks throughout the day, plus six private cabanas available by reservation. If you're Pearl or, <laughs> or if you're concierge, everybody else, eh, maybe not. Uh, children ages three to 12 will splash and play at a themed kids club under the care of highly trained Disney Cruise Line counselors. It will include a splash pad inspired by favorite undersea creatures from Walt Disney Animation Studios, The Little Mermaid, plenty of shade and a dedicated dining area. And set away from the activity of the main family area, a peaceful beach along the southwestern shore will be lined with 20 premium family cabanas available to rent, including four double cabanas that accommodate larger groups and offer massage services. Nice. So, yeah. again, if you're Pearl or if you're concierge, <laughs> you might be able to book those. They are certainly sought out. They, they're sought after and yeah. they go very, very yeah. quickly. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes you can luck into them if you're platinum and 
after that, <laughs> maybe not so much. But you never know. Make some friends with some concierge. That's right. <laughs> Make some friends with some Pearl members. And then maybe they'll invite you to their cabana. That's right. That's right. <laughs> There's a tip. I should have, had that for my, should have right. saved that for my tip for the day. Exactly. Just make friends. Yes. Be very friendly on board. You never know what might, how it might end up. Right. But I digress. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have more details about Disneyland's hotel's new DVC tower. This again to the Disney Parks blog. We They say, are you ready to create some family memories at a Disney Vacation Club property surrounded by some of your favorite Walt Disney Animation Studio stories? The villas at Disneyland Hotel will open to guests on September 28th, yeah. 2023. Before this, they had announced it was just September. Now right. we know the official date, September 28th, 2023. This will be the fourth tower, the AAA Four Diamond Landmark uh, Disneyland Hotel, located just steps from downtown Disney District, Disneyland Park, and Disney California Adventure Park. By the way, I just love it when people say just steps away because really we are just steps away from Disneyland. It's a <laughs> lot of steps from Florida to Disneyland, but we are still just steps away. That's true. Although that hotel is, <laughs> is pretty much in downtown Disney. <laughs> it's within steps that you can actually make as opposed to that. So I, I just, I just <laughs> right. this is one of those things I have with me. It's like, you know, we're just seconds away. <laughs> we're just seconds away from everything. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, ignore me. I'm annoying. Ignore me. Uh, back to the story. The lobby will feature a one-of-a-kind... Maybe the flu has gotten to me. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> One-of-a-kind mural created exclusively for the villas at Disneyland Hotel by Disney animation artist Lorelai Beauvais, known for her work on classics from The Princess and the Frog to Encanto. Mm. Mm. The villas at Disneyland Hotel will have 344 whimsically-themed rooms, including Duo Studios, Deluxe Studios, one- and two-bedroom villas, and the amazing Grand Villas. Each includes modern, just like home amenities with touches of Disney magic sprinkled throughout, themed to Walt Disney Animation Studios films like The Jungle Book, Sleeping Beauty, The Princess and the Frog, Fantasia, and more. And now you're probably excited to book a stay here. I know that yeah. we are. So here are some dates you'll want to keep in mind, and they're coming up very quickly. They're coming up this week. So if you have some interest in this, you're going to want to pay attention. Wednesday, March 15th, Disney Vacation Club members can begin to make rental reservations by calling member services at 800-800-9800. Now these are, as far as we know, to this point, those are for cash. You won't be right. using points for right. those reservations. Um, I they, They've sent out a lot of things that make it sound like there's some information coming as far as points. Right buying up um you know if you want to make that one of your home resorts right. that's coming possibly um but we have, don't have any official information on that right. yet uh thursday march 16th disneyland resort magic key holders can start booking rental reservations by contacting uh this phone number 714-956-6425 and on friday march 17th all guests can make rental reservations online at either uh, disneyland.com slash villas disneyland hotel or by contacting that number i gave before 714-956-6425 again they said and Disney Vacation Club members, make sure and stay tuned to the blog as well as your member insider emails because they have a lot of news coming. I really believe that very soon we're going to hear about your opportunity to buy into right. this new wing at the Disneyland Hotel. Exactly. I'm sure that's coming very, very soon. And we, we are watching closely for yes. that. Yes. And for our newsletter subscribers, we put those dates, those phone numbers, and the uh, links uh, 
for you to, to remind you. That makes it easy. And it's all right there on uh, Disney Parks blog. I, I've been on Disney Vacation Club. I, I believe it's it, you, if you go to the Disneyland Hotel, any of that information you can find there as well. Right. So if you're really searching for it. But you should be a member of our subscriber to the newsletter. And then Michelle sends you cool stuff like that. And you don't, <laughs> don't have to search around for it. <laughs> That's right. It's right. <laughs> Moving on to our next story, we have the themes for all the events of this fall's Run Disney Wine and Dine Race Weekend, something that we are very interested in because I think we're going to take part in that one. This was from RunDisney.com. They said, get your race weekend appetite ready as Run Disney prepares to whisk you off into a journey of good food and good company during the 2023 Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend's Banquet Bash. This year's delectable event serves up courses inspired by memorable Disney dinner and tea parties. All right up Michelle's alley right there, right? Yeah, yeah. And favorite moments found around the table. Add a little extra seasoning with an exciting post-race party to celebrate with friends and family at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And you have a delicious race weekend to remember. So... Let's take a first look, or rather, a first bite at the individual. <laughs> I didn't write that. That is Run Disney right there. At the individual event themes. Uh, starting with the 5K, prepare yourself for a spin around Epcot with Alice and the Mad Hatter and all their Wonderland friends from Walt Disney Stu- Animation Studios and Alice in Wonderland during the 2023 Disney Wine and Dine 5K. Enjoy a 3.1-mile tea party adventure as you make a mad dash to the finish line and celebrate a very merry unbirthday with your newly earned finisher medal. There you go. I think that's the race that we're going to be doing. We're going to yeah, try and um, link up people. with some friends of ours. Uh, we're already working on what our theme might be as yeah. we go through it. Uh, so seems so. like having like Alice through the looking glass gives a lot of right. options for it, people. It's, it's fun. There, there are definitely some yeah. possibilities to work through there. And, um, first we need to land a spot in that race. <laughs> I and if we should, uh, then I'm sure we'll be setting off immediately to try and figure out what our group will be right. dressing up as for that fun race. Uh, moving on to the 10K, be our racing guest and put your 6.2-mile course to the test as the dining room proudly presents the 2023 Disney Wine and Dine 10K set on a race day adventure in the Great Wide Somewhere with Lumiere, Cogsworth, and the other Enchanted Castle residents from Disney Animation's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and uh, wow, maybe we should be doing two races since we have... Beauty and the Beast. Oh, we're going to talk about two races here in a moment. It's not going to be those two, but we're going to talk about two races here in a moment that really had me thinking for a hot second about maybe I was aiming the wrong way with this, but we'll see. All right. Uh, Moving on to the half marathon. Get ready for a fantastical and magical 13.1 mile journey through Walt Disney World Resort during the 2023 Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Participants are invited to pull up a chair at the family table as they join Mirabelle and the rest of the family Madrigal from Disney Animation's Academy Award-winning Encanto to discover that when they push through the surface pressure, there's no limit what else they can do. Yeah, That right there was a part of it while I was thinking about doing another race because you know what big Encanto fans we are here. Yeah, yeah, so Um, cool. That's part of it. That looks amazing. I love it more in Kanto. Mm-hmm. Uh, their presence being at the parks, being now at the Run Disney races. Yeah. It's all good. Very cool. 
Finally, let your imagination. This is the one that was like, oh, really? (laughs) Should we do this? I don't know. Let your imagination and endurance run wild as you head to Figment's open house (laughs) for a visit into his topsy-turvy kitchen during the 2023 Disney two-course challenge. Participants will need just one spark of inspiration to complete both the Disney Wine and Dine 10K and Half Marathon for a total of 19.3 miles and earn a specialty challenge medal. I'm telling you, all those. I mean, you're getting you're getting the, the Beauty and the Beast one. Right. You're getting the Encanto medal. Right. And then you're getting the Figment medal yeah. on top of it. I'm still thinking about this. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but I'm Let still thinking you. about it. No. Man, (laughs) that is crazy. It's so good. Oh man, I'm so interested in. Now I got to shake that off. Yeah, you do. I got to shake it it off. Shake it off. (laughs) Anyway, runners uh, wanting to join this year's event should mark their calendars for the following registration dates and times. Because again, this is something else that's coming up pretty quickly. Just the um, well, some of it's this week, and the rest of it's next week. Uh, club run Disney gold and platinum member registration. You don't need, you already know you're a member of that club. You yeah. already know uh, sign up is March 14th, 2023 at 10 AM Eastern time. A uh, general registration. That's what most of us are in, including us. Uh, this will be on uh, Tuesday, March 21st, 2023 at 10 AM. So uh, we will be all over that when yep. that time comes. And there it will be some virtual races as well. If you want to do the virtual Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. Maybe hey, can we do that challenge? Is it finally virtual? Mm. We're talking about that. Uh, that's March 24th, 2023 at 10 a.m. So, um, yeah, we're very interested in yeah. at least one of those races. And uh, Michelle's going to have to hold me back from the other ones, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, Run Disney, for having such cool medals and themes. Curse you. Curse you. Uh, Let's get to the next story. (laughs) We need to do this really quickly because we have a few details about this year's big semi-annual Walt Disney World D23 event that's coming up this fall. This from D23.com. They said, join D23, the official Disney fan club, at the biggest Disney fan event of the year as we celebrate 100 years of Disney Destination D23 will take place from Friday, September 8th through Sunday, September 10th at Disney's Contemporary Resort at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. Journey through every era of Disney as we venture back through the last century of storytelling and look forward to a limitless future for the company and its most dedicated fans. Uh, So as we mentioned, Disney D23 takes place from Friday, September 8th through Sunday, September 10th at Disney's Contemporary Resort at the Walt Disney World uh, Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando. Uh, they have several panels already announced. Uh, here's just a few of them. Uh, the big one is join Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman Josh Dumaro as he hosts a fun and entertaining presentation about what makes a Disney experience so magical and memorable for guests and fans around the world. I'll bet there'll be some little things dropped within that um within that panel itself that will be of interest to most people. Right. And I'm sure it's going to be very heartwarming too. I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's going to be some tugs at your heart moments. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Also dial back, uh, dial the clock back to 1923 and learn about Walt and Roy Disney's journey to California and the earliest days of the Walt Disney company from the Disney brothers studio to the Alice comedies. 
Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and how everyone's favorite mouse became a superstar. These are all different panels and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, get weird with the Walt Disney archives and experience 100 years of weird Disney moments in the centennial edition of a Destination D23 fan favorite. Journey through Disney's history of optimism. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You know us, positivity that's and optimism, right. that's us. And innovation with the people that are part of a rich story of storytellers and inventors, beginning with Walt Disney's relentless optimism and innovative spirit and landy, and leading us to some of the bright minds who are shaping Disney's boundless future. And you also get to go down the rabbit hole to discover the Disney you didn't know as the Walt Disney Archives uncovers some of the most astonishing Disney discoveries, connections, and well-known facts. And excuse me, not well-known facts, little-known facts, <laughs> the opposite of that, that will change everything or at least some things you thought you knew about the Disney universe. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I think there's going to be some really interesting and fun things to mm-hmm. capture during that weekend. Yep. There will also be a special uh, exhibit from the Walt Disney Archives and Walt Disney Imagineering celebrating 100 years of Disney. That'll be cool to check out. And uh, they will have some pop-up stores for you there to visit. Uh, Mickey's of Glendale, the Walt Disney Company Store, and the Ink and, Place, uh, Ink and Paint Marketplace mm-hmm. uh, will all be there for your shopping pleasure. Now, again, uh, something dates you're going to want to look out for if you're interested in this. Tickets go on sale on Tuesday, March 14th, 2023 at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So make note of that. Uh, so, and if you're, so if you're interested, mm-hmm. you're going to want to be online to get that, but you will need to be a D23 gold member to purchase tickets to this event. Uh, the general tickets are $329 per ticket plus a $7 processing fee. And there is a preferred ticket that is $549 plus again, that $7 processing fee. Uh, you can, as a D23 gold member, you can reserve one ticket for yourself and one ticket for a guest. Uh, the price includes a guaranteed seat at all the panels. So know that going in. It's not like the D23 Expo where right. you may or may not get into right. a panel. You will get into the panel. How long you want to wait may vary on where you want right. to sit or where yeah. you get to sit. But you will get in. You will get a seat. Now, if you buy the preferred package, there will be a dedicated queue for a reserved seating area right at the front. So that's mm-hmm. where your extra couple hundred dollars right, there right. goes to. So if you had that interest to you, uh, you may want to look into that. Uh, by the way, also, if you do get your tickets and you're looking to stay nearby, there will be a limited amount of reduced rate hotel rooms available for attendees at the Contemporary Resort and the Grand Floridian Resort. Uh, reduced rate is <laughs> don't expect you're going to be going to all-star rates for the contemporary <laughs> right, or right. the uh, grand Floridian. But you know, yeah. if you're interested, those are, will be available for you as well. Right. Right. You know, um, one of the other interesting things I noticed too um, on the, the uh, D23 site is that a lot of these panels that you go to, you will be able to videotape. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know that they're dropping a lot of big secrets, but really kind of, again, um, going through the history and the storytelling and you know what what makes Disney Park so special. Right. I think this is a little different than what you you get from the uh, the regular the big D23 right. Expo and that that is so so much showcase for you know Disney Plus and showcase for you know all the different uh you know um 
franchises, right. whether it be Marvel, Star Wars, um, whatever it may be. And so there's a lot of trailers dropped and all this stuff right. that you they don't want you putting out right. ahead of everything else to go out there. So they will make you bag up your phone and everything and not break it out. But this is probably going to be shared a lot. You can probably check a lot of it out online as it's going on, right. you know, and it's the stuff that people want to know. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's always just a good time when a lot of Disney fans get together and right. the positivity, the energy, the magic that comes out of events like this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And for those of you who can't make it out here, um, I think they'll be streaming some of the panels. Yeah, I think well. so for sure. Yeah. And we are going to be trying to make it out there. We've already booked our hotel at the <laughs> Contemporary or Bay Lake Towers. Uh, just in case we get those tickets, we will be trying to go out there. And who knows, maybe we'll do some shows from out there when, yeah. when we're there. We'll, yeah. if Assuming we get tickets. Um, we'll see how it goes with that. So. Uh, Very excited to try our chance at that. So that's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, awesome, all (laughs) things great in the world. You know, she does the best list. You heard that a little bit earlier. She definitely does the best research, but there's one thing for sure that she does. She has the very best (laughs) tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. You're just so sweet, honey. Thank you. So my tip actually has a, it's a tip that actually has two purposes. Um, one is that it's something that can provide you a great free souvenir from a trip to a Disney park. Um, but it's also a, uh, something that can give you a, an opportunity to chill and cool down during the day, especially as we're getting, starting to get approaching summertime. And that is going to the, the um, places where you can draw with a Disney animator. And, um, you know, we're not talented in art in the least. Sorry, honey, but neither no, of us. Not at all. Neither of us. Not one little smidgen but of talent. But we've done this several times and, you know, had some fun things that come out of it. But, you know, think about it. You can go there. They have at both uh, Disneyland and uh, Walt Disney World where they have locations where you can go um, and sit indoors in a cool indoors and you know with a a nice large size uh, paper and get drawing instructions of a character with a Disney animator uh, guiding you along and like I said it makes a great souvenir it's free Um, you may even be able to find that character around the park and get them to autograph it for you as well Um, but anyways it's fun for the kids too and it can again, give them a memorabilia to take home. Uh, if you want, if you, you can even plan for it, if you're, if you're traveling, you know, that you can get one of those, uh, tubes to put mm-hmm. posters in or whatever ahead of time and, and have that ready to put your artwork in. So it stays nice and, and, um, clean and presentable. So maybe you might want to even frame it. Once yeah, you, get home. you never know. Maybe you maybe you maybe it's the start of your budding, animation career you You just never know right you never know and yeah that's uh you can find it at disney california adventure park at the i'm trying to remember what the name of it is but it's the it's the same place where uh turtle talk with crush is and a lot of times you can meet Anna and Elsa there, and I'm sorry I'm blanking on the name. Uh, over at Animal Kingdom Park, you can find it over at uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch. Right. Over there, take the train over, and they have it ongoing on there. And then when the Arts Festival is going on, often they have 
um, some opportunities at a couple different locations to do this uh, within that park. The last year it was at the American Adventure, the uh, the, the theater there. They were doing mm-hmm. it right there on that right, spot. Right, so it's right. moved around. It's been in the Odyssey before, but they've right. they've also had it there. So yeah. um, just check it out for the next year's art festival and find out where you might be able to find it. Exactly. At Disneyland, um, California Adventure Park, it's at Animation Academy. Yeah, I know it's called the Animation Academy, mm-hmm. but it was like a, the, the, the building. You mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's right down the street before you, uh, it, after you, if you make a left going down Hollywood Boulevard or whatever there, if you're heading towards the Hyperion theater, it'll be right on your right hand side there. You can just go inside. And, um, like I said, if you find turtle talk with crush, you're in the right location. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, we're <laughs> apparently, I'm trying to find apparently it, we've it. been away from Disneyland too fall, yeah. too long. We've forgotten some of the names and our apologies for that. People are screaming at their podcast right now. I know, what are I you know. doing? Screaming at their phone. <laughs> Why don't you know? It says it's in the Disney animation building. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Good enough. Yes. Yes. Just look for the word animation. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Michelle's tip, always the best tip. Uh, my tip for this week, make friends uh, uh, with concierge and Pearl. No. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about, we just talked about a lot of there's some stuff that you're going to want to sign up for or try and get involved with. There's going to be some cues coming up, some virtual cues, some phone cues coming up that you may be involved with. And I just want to kind of go over a couple of things. Uh, when, if you're planning on doing this, whether it be to, you know, book a, a spot at the villas at the Disneyland hotel or something at the, the destination D23, your run Disney, the wine and dine race weekend, whatever it may be, there's lots of stuff coming up and there's always more stuff coming in the future. And I just wanted to give you a couple quick pointers on that. Uh, first of all, have the, all of the information you need ready for you, including right. like any people that are coming along with you. Um, this doesn't matter if you're on the phone or if you're online, make sure you have that ready to go. That way you, you don't need to go searching for it when you're trying to hustle through to get everything uh, together. Uh, and that includes any credit cards you might need if you need to reserve it. Have that all ready to go before you even start, uh, whether you get online or, right. or through the phone or online. Now, if you are doing something online, um, if you can, sign into your account before you actually go into the queue. That mm-hmm. way you don't have to try and do that later on as you yeah. go on. Um, it just will save you a little bit of time. Uh, no going into these virtual queues, especially um, not so much with a phone, but with the virtual queues, it's not first come first serve. You don't need to sign on an hour or so before right. uh, the things go up for grabs. Um, it won't necessarily get you a better spot. It's kind of a random lottery. They're just picking people at random right. and putting them within the queue in a certain slot that mm-hmm. they're making it, trying to make it as right. fair as possible for everybody involved. You know, it's unfortunate for those of you who can get in early, but it makes it right. even for everybody out there. Um, so know that going in and, you know, I'm not going to suggest that you open up four or five different or use four <laughs> or five different electronic pieces of equipment to try and see which one gets the better spot in the queue. <laughs> but you know, if you, you may work for you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> more importantly, just the main thing is be patient um, because we all know Disney high tea 
not the strongest point, <laughs> not the strongest thing it does, but be patient. Um, hope for the best, go through it. And especially if you ever, if you get on the phone with some cast members out there, be patient with them as well. Cause they're probably dealing with a lot of people that are frustrated and, and going through a lot of difficult things and are panicked or whatever it may right. be. So be patient with them as well. Yeah. And don't get too discouraged if it seems like the, once they put you in the queue that it's, they, they, um, quote you a very long wait time. Uh, sometimes that speeds up faster. Yeah. Cause um, I've heard something about maybe people have like multiple, yeah, you know, electronic equipment right. opening up to different browsers and whatever. So maybe some of them drop off. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but maybe that happens. <laughs> but yeah, and the other thing is, um, you know, sometimes it, it seems like, oh my god, by the time I get into that queue, that I will be, that it'll be all gone. And you'd be surprised how many slots they have for right. a lot of these things. So, um, and they will, generally speaking, I think we've seen them tell you if it looks like it's getting to where there might not be availability so you're not waiting you know 35 45 minutes or more and then get there to be told no it's not so 35 45 minutes isn't bad yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. we're talking about three or four hours sometimes you <laughs> yeah know? yeah so um but just n don't get too discouraged i mean it may not work out for you but don't assume that just because it says it's going to be right. a, a long wait also um have a backup plan like, you know, if yeah. you, if the thing that you want, the date that you want, whatever falls through, um, you know, have some possibilities in place that may work for you if right. you can. Right. Maybe there isn't something that works for you. But if you can, try and have some other possible dates, um, you know, a scenario where maybe you get a ticket for something for one day, a different race, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. You know, feel free. If for some reason you wanted to do the 5K and the 5K doesn't work out for you. You'll be surprised that you can do a 10K. Yeah. Even if you don't think you can, even right. if you've never done it, you may be surprised. Feel free to give it a shot. Yeah, because you can walk it. You can, most of it, most of it. I'm not going right. to say walk the whole thing, right. but you can walk most of it yeah. and be fine. You'll, you can do it. Yes. We have faith in you for <laughs> sure. So, But most importantly, just be patient. Patient. So, that's it for this week next week well we're back with another edition of our disney at 100 series looking back at the past century of the walt disney company michelle tell the listeners what we're looking at next week uh we're going to be kind of focusing on the 1960s and uh let's just say it, it was the best of times and it's the worst of times mm. for the disney company but uh some very you know big things happened in that decade. And, and one of the things that hopefully you're hearing as we're going through each of these, um, that what the company did each episode of like 10, you know, seven to 10 years is just phenomenal. Yeah. What they, they were the able hurdles to, they had to overcome yes, and, and what they successfully did yeah, yeah. businesses, you know, like at the last one where they had three different lines of businesses in seven years, right. you know, it's just crazy. So, um, hopefully you'll find it interesting. Yeah. I'm well, I'm, I have no doubt we will. And we always find out interesting facts from Michelle because you know, her research is the best research. <laughs> always find out stuff I didn't know, uh, when we do one of these segments and I'm looking very much forward to that. Also, um, we will be sharing our thoughts on Tron light cycle mm -hmm. run after our AP preview that's taking place tomorrow as we're recording this. So we'll let you know more about that. Watch for maybe some pictures on social media from our journey out there to the magic kingdom. So as for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today in the future. You can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. The very best place to find us is on our own website, Hyperion Adventures 
hyperionpodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we have a YouTube channel. You can find us there at Hyperion Adventures Podcast or just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in helping out this podcast, which we would really appreciate, uh, there's several ways you can do this. Uh, simply tell a friend or family member about it. Or you could give us a five-star review, rating and review. Uh, or consider a Patreon. We have uh, Patreon levels starting at $2 only a month. That's pennies a day. Pennies a day. It's just steps away. <laughs> just steps I, that's away. why I said that, because of what you said earlier. <laughs> but it's anyway. a lot of pennies a day, but it's pennies a day. No, no that's really not a lot of pennies no, a day. No, uh, but we appreciate those of you who are already Patreons, and uh, thank yeah. you for those of you who also help support through... Uh, just telling people about our podcast. Yeah. Also, check out our gear at our Sprite Shirt Shop. That's another great one. That's right. Too. That's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.